What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Social Sauce. I'm your host, Sam Hobson Fairman, and it has been a wild, wild week for me. I'm just going to give you a little quick recap because woof. Um, so Sunday, my husband left for basic training. He'll be gone for five and a half months. Really weird. Still hasn't totally hit me. Um, so I saw the last time I saw him was Sunday. We sent him off. It was a very emotional day. Um, Monday rolls around and I wake up in the morning and I can't find lady. Lady is my cat. She's evil, but in the most charming way, (laughs) but I can't find lady. I'm like, this is weird. She's not acting like herself. And granted a little background, um, Saturday. So this was two days before Saturday night, me and Eli were watching a movie and out of nowhere, she just starts screaming. And we thought like, so her and our other cat fight all the time. She's the instigator. Yeah. Anyway, I thought they got a really bad fight. So I like jump out of bed. I go to break them up and I see Charlie, our other cat who is, and he's by the front door and ladies out on the balcony, literally across the apartment from him on the uh, like balcony screaming. And so none of it made sense she was kind of twitching to one side and it scared me so bad i'm like oh my gosh she's not okay she's not okay that is so weird she kind of calmed down eli put her like in her little kitty house whatever she was calm um sunday she was just kind of hiding away we weren't home a lot on sunday so i didn't really notice anything too crazy then monday i wake up and i can't find lady and which is really weird And I finally find her in her litter box. It's like a a covered litter box. And her eyes are watering and her tongue is swollen out of her mouth. And I like, I, she was not okay. You could tell she was just so not okay. And so I, Mondays are one of my busiest days. And this is like eight o'clock. No, this was probably like seven because no one was open yet. So I put her in the little kitty thing, little kitty carrier. I take her to the kitty ER And they actually ended up like rushing her in because they thought, you know, it was like a respiratory issue. Um, And turns out she has like some weird like tooth infection. She has to get some teeth pulled. She's doing a lot better, but um, very traumatic there. Um, Then the next day, so we, I I could make a whole podcast about the the story about Tortilla the dog. So long story short, me and Eli went to Mexico back in April and one night we were walking in the city and every time I saw a dog, like we're, we are like animal people like through and through. And so anytime I saw like a dog or anything, I, I'm always like, hi, like saying hello. And I say hello to Tortilla and he literally just walks right next to us. Like literally right next to me, wouldn't leave my side. When we'd stop, he'd stop. When we sit down, he'd sit down like just the sweetest angel dog and long story short we ended up putting him in a shelter out in mexico got all of his vaccinations got a clean bill of health and eli actually went and picked him up in mexico and our friends were um wanted to take him and unfortunately after about a week they had to rehome him which i got the news of that on tuesday (laughs) so um now i'm juggling all these dogs and it's just been so chaotic it's i like i feel like in work i'm like dropping the ball everywhere it's like i i'm trying to take care of all these dogs which if you have dogs you know the pain and like hank and tortilla chip don't get along 
And so I can't have them in the same place without them fighting. So I'm literally like going from one to my mother-in-law's house back to my apartment. And then I have to take Hank out. And it's just, it is a lot. So I feel like in work, I'm dropping the ball um, quite a bit and it's really frustrating, but you know what? It's freaking life. I can't control it. And there's a lot on my plate and I'm doing my best and that's all I can do, (laughs) but it's still so frustrating. Um, so that was my week, but anyway, this episode, I actually recorded it yesterday with my really good friend, Noah. I, I had to bump this one up because this conversation was so needed and I felt like it was seriously like divine timing that we had that conversation. And I really believe that someone listening needs to hear what Noah has to say. Um, we get into some spiritual topics, which I didn't anticipate the conversation going that way, but I'm so glad it did. Um, I think that's something too, like we talk about business marketing and manifestation slash mindset on this podcast, right? And I feel like this episode is, it goes into the mindset piece of that so much and spirituality, no matter what it looks like for you, it's it's so important to tap into that. And I, I really want to emphasize like whatever that looks like to you. So what like spirituality might mean to me is so different for you. And that's so okay. It's just a matter of connecting in whatever way works best for you or whatever you believe in. And so um, by no means are we talking about like, we're not like preaching like religion or anything. It's we just talk about the different ways that we um, connect spiritually and how that has helped us in our lives and make, you know, making these big decisions. Um, and the reason why I initially brought Noah on was, I mean, multiple reasons. Every time I talk with Noah, I gain so much more insight and wisdom. He's just like a wealth of knowledge. He always has great advice and he, I just love talking to him. And, um, but he made a, a leap that I've been wanting to make for so long, but he, Um, broke out of our Salt Lake City bubble and moved to New York and he like it totally just makes sense for him he like totally belongs there and so my initial you know reason for reaching out was like I want to I want to hear how you broke out of your bubble and like how you made the move across the country and what that looked like for you and advice on that so we talk we talk a lot about that and we also talk about you know, finding your individuality within your community when, you know, if you're like us and you grew up in like a really cookie cutter, you know, area, it's hard to break out. And he's someone that's always stood out, but in the best way. And he's been able to just own that. Whereas a lot of people would try to hide that. And so we talk about owning your individuality and, you know, how to embrace that and, you know, accept that like you are different than others. We're all actually different from each other. We all think that there's this norm that like most people fit in, but like, I truly believe most people don't fit in that. And we all are just trying to conform to this one narrative. And so I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this again. I wanted to bump this up because I felt like it was so utterly important for you guys to hear this sooner rather than later. So, um, with Without further ado, I keep rambling about it because clearly I was so excited about this conversation. But without further ado, no Malua. Okay, we're back. I'm here with Noah Malua. I'm so excited. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, 
for this conversation. I'm really excited as well. Yeah. Yeah. When So we met like years ago. How did years we meet? Ago. Was it through so, Chase? Yeah. So I was actually living with your aunt. Um, mm-hmm. And I think you came over one time to hang out. And yeah. And then like I left, I went on my mission and I came back and then um, I worked with you at Free People. Yeah. 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 But I feel like we were, like, hanging out before that. I don't know. We uh, were, like, intermittently, like... Yeah, no, we were chilling. Like, you know, we had a lot of mutual friends, and we were just kicking it. Um, but, yeah, I remember I worked with you at Free People. And then also, too, I worked... So I had two jobs here in Salt Lake. I, I worked at Zions Bank, and I also worked at Goldman Sachs. Yeah. And I remember... Um, I, so I live in Draper, which is, like, 25 minutes away. So I would just end up just crashing on your couch yep. some nights, and it was just... Because I worked like at six thirty or like six o'clock, I can't remember what time it was. Just freaking, super early. But um, yeah, then yeah, we, yeah, we're just we've just been homies for a while. Oh yeah, I love it. Well, I've always been so inspired by you because you have always been someone that's just unapologetically yourself. Like I feel like you've never given in to what people want you to be doing. You do your own thing, and it's so inspiring. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I want. I want to talk a lot about that, but. Another thing that you've done is you've escaped this bubble of Salt Lake City, Utah Mm. and moved to New York. And Mm. I want to hear all about that experience and hear, you know, your tips for anyone that wants to leave. But first things first, Mm. let's talk about where you're from and Mm. how you got to Utah. Yeah. So uh, I am from the Congo. Uh, I moved to Salt Lake when I was about four years old. Uh, My parents, uh, they're converted by LDS missionaries. So we came down here. Um, and so I grew up when I first got to Utah, we lived in, um, kind of by the university of Utah, uh, because my dad was a student there. And then later on, we moved to like South Salt Lake and I lived there up until I was like, uh, probably like 13 or 14. I moved to Draper and then, yeah. And so I've called Draper home, um, up until this, uh, this point. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know where else you want me to. Yeah, no, that's great. Take so, it with that. Um, no, that's perfect. So I think that your culture too plays into your style. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think. Th- thank you for touching it on that. I think, like when I moved in here, um, you know, Utah isn't the most diverse place. Yeah. Um, and so automatically, me, me moving to Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, where I was the minority in everything that I was a part of, you know, like church, school, work, just life. Um, I just felt a little bit detached, uh, detached from my roots. Um, and so I think I, I, I think I don't know if it's within humans, but at least it's with me. I wanted to get connected to my roots and to know who I truly was and not who the society I'd been placed in told me I was yeah, or told me that I, I, I had to be. I remember I, I was in high, I think it was high school. One of my classmates, he, we were having a conversation. We weren't even having a conversation, but he made some comment. He said, you're the whitest black kid that I know. And that really like kind of like threw me off because I think now looking back at that, it taught me that, that, where I was, I was expected to be a certain way. Yeah. And, you know, and so I, I kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't say, I don't know if I struggled with that or what, but um, I just, I think a lot of it too was just lack of a diversity and um, me trying to find myself. 
my true self and not be who people thought that I should be, you know? Because I feel like here, people will only like you if you act a certain way or you are a certain way. Yep. But for me, I was like, no, nah, like, I want to be happy. I want to do what makes me happy. And so I think that's kind of what, what you're talking about, how I've been able to stay my true, authentic self. It's just from me ultimately chasing my happiness. I love that. So, like, did you have a moment or has this been, like, a mindset for you where, you know, maybe you had a moment and you're like, I am just living for other people right now. I need to start chasing that happiness. Or have you always just been doing that? Man, like, yo, like, low-key, like, just Draper, Utah, like, it's low-key toxic. Like, just, yeah. I, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't want to say that in the widespread, you know. And I think even me saying that, people who are listening to this, they understand what I mean. I think just culturally and um, you know, there's certain things, um, you know, with, with, you know, with religion and stuff, but, um, yeah, for those that aren't aware or familiar with Draper, Draper is kind of like a really wealthy neighborhood here in Utah or city, um, very conservative and very religious, I would say for the most part, like you were yeah, mentioning. So yeah. just a little background there. Yeah, no. And that's the thing. I'm not, you know, I'm not on this podcast to bag on my yeah. opinions or anything, <laughs> but I think, you know, I just want to state facts and just, you know, and I'm sure people listening, you know, they can really relate, um, you know, here with, you know, different cultures and religions. It's really it's really hard to find yourself yeah. because everybody is telling you, you need to be this way. You need to be this way. And it's hard, too, because if you especially if you come from a place that's not here and somebody's telling you, hey, they're socially conditioning you to behave and act and speak a certain way. And, you know, at, at times it kind of just feels like, you know, you, you know, every, you know, it's just copied and pasted, you yeah. know, everybody's just the same. Um, and so I think for me, that's kind of what, you know, and we'll probably touch on this a little bit later, but that's kind of what I was just like, you know what, I need to get out of here. And I also need to, um, I need to get out of here and I need to be with more free thinking people Yeah. because I feel like I'm, I'm like an, an anomaly in that. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm LDS and I'm, I'm a firm believer of my faith. However, it's like when people meet me, like they don't, they don't connect the dots. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You don't look like the mold. I don't look like the mold. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's, and, and it's because I've been able to, for me, like my relationship with God, I've been able to keep that and also be who I am. Yeah. And so for me, that's like something that like I, you know, I want to encourage other people to do. It's like, yeah, you can have your faith or you can have, you know, because I feel like there's so many stereotypes on the LDS religion and some of them are false, you know, but um, and, you, you know, I think I think for me, I just kind of wanted to kind of lead lead that lead that action. And, hey, you can you, you can totally have your religious beliefs, but you don't have to look the part. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You can just really be whoever you want to be. Because I think, I think, you know, ultimately, you know, I'm not trying to get on religion too much, but, you know, that's how Jesus went and ministered. He didn't minister to a certain group of mm -hmm. people. He, he ministered to everybody, you know. It was a very loving and opening uh, gospel that he shared. Uh, but, and so, yeah, and so I just, you know, I just kind of, I think, I think if you asked me to describe me in one word, it would be perception. Because mm -hmm. I feel like I'm a different perception yeah. of of the typical LDS, whatever, Utah, whatever, you know. And that's the thing, too. I feel like everybody here puts labels on you, and they expect you to meet those labels. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yo, like, instead of asking somebody what their occupation is or, like, what they do for a living, like, why don't you ask them if they're happy? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, and, and so I think kind of this just this pursuit of happiness 
that I've been chasing uh, throughout my life has really allowed me to find myself and it's allowed me to be real and authentic because it's like I'm not listening to the background noise or you know the people in the background telling me hey this is how you're supposed to be this is how you're supposed to act this is how, what you're supposed to wear like like I'm just like you know what I'm gonna be who I am and I know what my connection is to the universe to the higher power and and I know I'm a good person so like at the end of the day like doesn't you know your opinion is nothing it means nothing to me you know yeah. so I love that so much and you talking about the stereotypes I think everyone can relate whether you know it's the LDS culture or the Utah culture or you know maybe their own you know in their own areas they have their own things right mm. and we're supposed to fit in a mold and I have dealt with that myself too with um yeah. I think I I had the persona of I was supposed to be like the perfect LDS girl right like I was supposed to follow all the rules because I yep. did all through high school and once I finally realized like what made sense to me yep. it was really kind of shocking for people and they couldn't de like deassociate from who I used to be right yeah. when I was trying to fit in with everyone else it's tragic yeah it's crazy and yeah. I think like finding yourself and like having that moment where you really are comfortable in your own skin and you're unafraid of what people think like mm. that's a hard place to get to right and I feel like once people get there, you get it. But we can talk about it all day long for yeah. others, and they're not going to get it until they experience it for themselves and they really dedicate themselves to that. And so I guess my question for you is, obviously, I, I feel like this has been something that's more natural for you, but, yeah. like, for anyone listening that's like, I just don't fit in with my, you know, my, my peers, my surroundings, like, how were you able to just own who you are at, like, being feeling like an outsider and just lo like owning that like what advice would you give to them i think a lot of it just comes over time and you know um our experiences create beliefs um i think uh the more you experience the more you build up belief systems and you learn more about yourself but ultimately i think it's about doing what makes you feel happy and like not really necessarily caring about what other people think of that you know what i'm saying it's because happiness it's you know, it can be attained through so many different avenues. Um, and so I think that's that's a concept that's that's really hard for a lot of people to understand, especially like, you know, religious. And I'm, just, and, I'm and I'm not even just talking about my religion, but our religion, you know, like how many times have you heard or oh, my parents disowned me or, or, or somebody was disowned for being like a certain religion? You know, whether that be like Jewish or Buddhism, whatever they believed in. And then, you know, they went to a different religion and their family, the whole family. Um, disowns them and it's and it's really tragic you know religion I feel like it was something that's supposed to bring people together but sometimes does the opposite you know it, yeah. you know it really tears people apart so like for me my only advice is just just do what makes you happy and then also to um, read The Alchemist uh, that yes. book absolutely changed my life um, you know if you're not familiar with The Alchemist it's by pa Pablo Culo and um, it's it's uh, about this boy. His name's Santiago, and um, he keeps having this dream, and um, about a treasure. And um, you know, he kind of brushes it off, and then he meets. I think it's was it the mer no who is it the merchant no he, it's not the merchant who does he meet I don't know he meets uh, he meets somebody, and then you know they bring up the the dream, and then he's kind of like, hey, how'd you know about the dream? Anyways, I'm not gonna spoil it too much, but. You know, in the book, it talks about something. It's called the language of the universe, and so um, it's 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 very much about 
how spiritual the feelings that you feel are and how to recognize what you feel and what they mean because the universe speaks freely to all men um, it's not prejudiced and um, you know it will it will give anybody who you know everybody who's on this earth access to it and so um, just learning how to speak that language and just really listening to your heart because if you listen to your heart you can't fail um, that's definitely I think I I think it's for me personally I do a lot of inner work um, I in trying to discover myself um, and I think you know as you do the inner work um, you know sometimes it's scary sometimes you have to face your demons but it's necessary for you to be able to build upon yourself and figure out what's right for you I mean a simple advice would be just like Nike just do it but I do understand it's difficult um, but I think at the at the end of the day, you just need to have serious conversations with yourself. It's, hey, am I going to listen to what the background noise is telling me or am I going to do what what my heart is telling me? And if you always put your faith in your heart, you're going to, you're going to succeed 100 percent of the time. I love that so much. And I couldn't agree more. And I think when you say like making decisions from your heart, I think that's like something that I've str- I, I struggled with. And I think I might, you know, throughout my life kind of go through patterns of struggling with this and feeling like I got it and the struggling again, but it's deciding between what's anxiety and what's intuition. Mm. And I read some, it was like a quote, I'm sure other people have seen this, but it, it said, your anxiety is always a question. Your intuition's always a statement. Mm. And I think it takes practice to figure out what those are. Absolutely. And I think find when you're having those conversations with yourself, because I I think what I have done, and sometimes it can take me down different paths, but constantly try to look at the other side, right? Mm. Of situations. So I took a debate class in sixth grade Mm. and they always said, before a debate, always plan like always see what the other person's side is, so mm. that you can plan. I mean, this is probably like toxic, but no. <laughs> you can plan like your rebuttal. But in a way, I took that into my life as like, okay, when I'm in a situation, I want to see all sides, so it all makes sense to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And sometimes, I mean, you can keep asking yourselves questions, and that will take you down a rabbit hole of anxiety. But you know that intuition you know the answers coming from like your heart your intuition whatever you want to call it is when it's a statement and it Mm. feels like it feels right it's kind of like something it's hard to describe right it's like yeah and i think the alchemist describes it as language of the universe um and i think i just you know just as you're saying i think it's a skill it's not it's not something even now like i feel like i you know understand but sometimes i have to seek extra extra help whether that be like through religious prayer or you know doing um um doing things to reconnect myself with god and seeking his you know seeking his direction you know for my personal life um and so it it is a process of really um being it's you know i went i went to fiji on my i did I, I served a LDS mission and so I went to Fiji and I was there for two years and when I was there I didn't know what the people were saying I didn't know how to pronunciate the words I didn't even know what to make out of a lot of the words and you know over time over practice over hearing people speak over you know being you know sitting down with you know with the people and you know interacting with them 
I was able to make sense of it, you know, and it didn't come. I actually struggled for the first year, year and a half. I mean, even when I left home, I wouldn't even call myself a master of, you know, Fijian, you know, but I just did my best. Yeah. And I think kind of we can look at that, you know, as you're trying to understand the language of the universe, it's, it's not mm-hmm. going to come overnight. You know, you're going to struggle with it. You're going to have experiences. You know, sometimes you may end up in a toxic relationship. Sometimes, you know, you may, you know, get into a certain bad situation or a good situation. But uh, I think, you know, with, you know, you know, with experiences come wisdom. Um, and so, um, you know, just as you, you know, you go out and you also just seeking to do the work. Uh, I think I went through a period of time over the last three years where I've just doing, I've just been facing all my demons. You know, yeah. I've been, you know, really just kind of um, my insecurities, you know, like, you know, just kind of really seeing who I am. And also to just like, yeah, I've been hurt, but I've also been the offender. You know what I'm saying? I've, yeah. you know you know even though like i've you know i've had things happen to me but i've also offended somebody else and so it's just about facing those things and and just really just being aware of who you are and also being aware of the the type of energy that you that you give off um i you know and and maybe that's why it's so hard for for people because i feel like really this generation like it's kind of like, you know, you know, people will post on their Instagram stories or whatever, mood, 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 and it's always somebody else. So you're telling me it's like, you know, in 2021, everybody wants to be everybody else but themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's so crazy. It's just like, it's like being less focused in what's going on in society or what's going on in somebody else's life and focus on yourself. Yeah. You know, I think, I think that's really made, been the primary um, discipline of my life that's really changed the tra- trajectory of my life for the better yeah I didn't even think about that as like the mood 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 being like everyone's trying to be someone else mm. that is like I don't know that's crazy mm. I well and I feel like I I love <laughs> that you explain that the the language of the universe isn't like we're not here to completely master it we're just here mm. to like keep trying to figure it out Absolutely. and then we're never gonna like fully be total experts but like the more we try the better we're gonna get yeah. and yeah so like when i say like trying to figure out like that feel like describe the feeling of like intuition mm-hmm. it's something that you have to practice mm-hmm. and i think it's something that you have to upkeep too because like i said i'm like sorry no we're good we're good <laughs> um like i used to be really good at it and then i got really bad at it i had no idea what i was doing and i got mm-hmm. so lost and then I, I started figuring it out again. And I actually feel like I'm in a time where I feel so detached. I don't know that language anymore. Mm. And I think it's because I wasn't doing those practices that I used to do. So I'd love to kind of hear, like, because you've talked about doing tons of self-work. And yeah. I would love to hear, you don't have to, like, go into detail of, like, what you learned. But I'd love to hear, like, what have been some of those practices that have helped you find yourself and do this, you know, self-work? Um. So there's this psychologist, his name's Carl Jung, it's J-U-N-G, it's, I think he's from, I think he's Dutch, I'm not too sure, don't, <laughs> don't take that as gospel, but, um, so he talks about something called the shadow, um, the shadow and the persona, uh, and essentially, it, the shadow is who you present yourself as in t- mm-hmm. to society because we've all been it goes back to that socially conditioned thing it's we've all been socially conditioned to be 
a certain type of way yeah you know and and so that has caused us traumas where we now hide ourselves yeah so so that shadow it it is kind of um in front of the the audience you know and our true self is behind the scenes you know because you know from our parents from religion from um just social you know we've we've always you know think about it you know from an early age if you were crying or you do something that your parents feel is out of place your parents you know hey don't do that yeah you know um you know we can face the same thing with religion and so um i've just been doing a lot of shadow work um you know through just really i think just learning about it you know i think learning about it and also practicing what i learn um and like i said it can be a very scary thing um to kind of see where your traumas come because we also project our traumas mm-hmm. um, and we carry it from relationship to relationship uh un- unresolved traumas will keep manifesting themselves until we heal it you know if we never heal those traumas they're going to keep coming back and coming back that's why so many times when people are dating it's like you know you've had friends that keep dating the same type of person and you're like why yeah. do you keep doing this it's because they have some deep stuff that they haven't dealt with you know and you know and so until you really deal with that your life's not going to improve um who was it not thomas edison uh who's that smart guy afro uh uh einstein einstein i'm so sorry no. this, <laughs> i haven't eaten breakfast today so like i no, can't I even you. think of the simplest things but he said that uh the definition of insanity is doing something over and over again except and expecting different results yeah you know so it's just about like changing the routine and um and like i said just educating yourself um knowledge is power um you know the more you educate yourself the more you can um understand um you know language of the universe doesn't really work there but more you can understand yourself um i think you know that you know I, i you know there's not like a special trick or a special meditation i think it's just really going inside yourself and and again that's that's really hard to do mm-hmm. um you know i i you know you know there's certain people who do psychedelics or you know dabble into different things for me i don't like i i feel like i'm good at g- getting into that without them you know yeah. you know without any type of extra help um but like i said a lot of the things that like for me are easy and just a part of who I am part of my chemistry whatever it's not like that for somebody else so I think it's all about ultimately doing what works for you figure out what works for you start studying it and then you know from there you can kind of figure out you know hey this is the path I want to go on this isn't the path you know this you know this works for me this doesn't work for me you know like I said like I'm not everybody so it's just like you just really have to like take ownership of your life and say hey I'm going to do the work I don't know what that looks like Yeah. But I'm at least going to go down that path and figure it out. Yeah, no, and I, I love that so much because, like you said, everyone's so different. And for me personally, I I like to look for patterns. And yeah. so when you say that we have these reoccurring traumas and like they'll keep coming up until we heal it, and yes. I think when you're in a tough spot, like start looking for those patterns Mm -hmm. what things like you mentioned with the relationships are you dating the same type of person are you getting hurt Mm -hmm. every time like are you know are you getting hurt by friends all the time Mm -hmm. like and really think about like how you're reacting in those situations and you know why are those coming up you know and ask like i'm like one of those annoying kids i'm like why okay why and now why and now why that and why this and why that and it's 
it does it can help you get to those root things without having the psycho psychedelic trip but i know there are those there's a lot of like therapeutic psychedelic trips where you can do like a guided trip which i think is really interesting because so much of our our behavior our lives are dictated by our subconscious mind yes and so the psyche. Yes. And so, you know, you can tap into it through meditation. Maybe you need the psychedelics. Maybe, you yeah. know, it's an outlet like letting, you know, running without music on, right? And just yeah. letting your mind go where it needs to. And we're not going to heal ourselves until we start getting honest with ourselves. Absolutely. And That's beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like I, I had a client actually. She like walked, she's a, um, she's a neuroscientist. She's really cool. She like walked me through one of her sessions without me even knowing it. But Mm. something that really struck me that she said was everyone in our lives are a mirror of us, right? Or our experiences. And so again, going back to experiencing the same traumas over and over again, maybe that's something you need to learn, Mm. right? And something that like I recently experienced, I've had so much bad luck with business partners Mm. and I realized with my second go around, that was a mirror of who I was in the first relationship. Mm. So I almost got a taste of my own medicine the second round. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. And she finally, when she put that into perspective, it made me realize, oh, those were my weaknesses. And then also gave me so much empathy for that second business partner. Because mm. it's like, I've been you. Yeah. You are me, right? Yeah. And so when even thinking like a little less deep that way, even the people, your friends, like the people you associate, like the things that are popping up in your life, they are a mirror of what you are projecting Mm -hmm. and like the energy that you're giving out, like, like attracts like. And so when you're coming from a place of like, say you are in a really low spot, you're going to attract other low vibrations and it's going to be a continuous pattern unless you make a change. So I, yeah, I love that so much. And I love that terminology of um, the the language of the universe. I think that's so good and it's something we're always learning. Yep. So I love that so much. Um, okay, I want to talk about your move to New York. And I wanted something that I love that you did from when we talked before you were moving, you had started making like connections out to New York. You knew you wanted to leave. And I've always felt like, I'm like, you're way too cool to be in Utah. Like you need to be in New York. So like, I would love to hear like what that process was of like moving to New York, breaking out of the bubble and yeah. Yeah. So originally kind of what, hmm, I think I was really, New York was always something that was so unattainable for me. Um, so I got to a point of my academic career where I was about to graduate. I was just like an associate and I was going to, um, all this business college. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was about to finish. It was like the, so when I got home from, so when I got home originally from my mission, I was in the accounting program and I was like, yo, like, and kind of, sorry, just like the premise of this, it just show it's, it's also like, I'm trying to also show how much I didn't know myself yeah um and kind of my evolution of where I am now because yeah. it's like when I got home I was kind of like a fresh I think I think my mission it really helped me grow spiritually but it didn't but it 
didn't really excel me in getting to know who I was as a person, like building my own identity. Gotcha. You know, because I feel like I had, uh, yes, I had an identity within um, the spiritual realm and within, you know, my religion, but I also had identity within myself. And that's what, and that's the part that I was missing. So when I came home, you know, I was just doing the accounting program and then I switched into like the finance program and then I switched into the, um, uh, the business program. And so I was, you know, getting ready to see where I was going to take my academic career. So I originally, I just wanted to go to the U and, you know, just kind of like what everybody else does, you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm not saying like, you know, that's like a bad, you know, whatever, but it just like, even though everybody's doing it, is that what I wanted to do, you uh-huh. know? Were you just following the crowd? Was, or exactly, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I had a friend, his name's Pedro, and he had, he lived in New York. He, um... He went to FIT, um, and I think he had graduated a few years prior, just like the year before. And Pedro, like to me, like he's like one of my really close friends. He was he was a north star to me, and so I, you know, I pretty much called him one day. I was like, "Yo, like, what am I good at? Like, I don't like, you know, I feel like you know me pretty well, a lot better than I do." And then, um, you know, we get in this conversation, and he's like, "What if I told you there's a school in New York? Um, I, it's." Accessible. I mean, it's not too expensive. Uh, blah blah blah, and I can totally like see you going to this school. <sighs> and then, like when he said, "Man, it's in New York," I was just like, Ugh, "That's like so much money. That's yeah. like it just seems so out of reach, you know." Especially from being from you know not being from Salt Lake City, Utah, but but gr- be, being raised here. Yeah, you, you know, get stuck. You, Everyone gets stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's just like you know you have plans of pretty much dying here. Yeah, you know. Um, and so I was just like, whatever, like, you know, I didn't take it too seriously. But I during that conversation we had, I also had planned a trip to, to go visit him. So I went and like on my I went to New York, hung out with him. And on my last day there, I was just like, you know, what, I'm going to go check out FIT. So I just went down to the school. This was post this was pre COVID. So it was like really easy to just go down, like, you know, book like an yeah. appointment, whatever. I know we all forgot what that yeah, world is like. Weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we so I went down there, got an appointment with the counselor. And I just like went around and like walked around to the school. And I was just like, OK, I can see myself here like it was cool it was just like i was like okay like you know i don't know how i'm gonna get here yet but i can see myself here yeah and it was just like a little premonition it wasn't anything like you know it could have really gone either way um and as i go as and and as i move forward with this i think you'll see it's like i'm the one that chose to take that step but you know so um i left there and then i left new york and then i told myself actually before i left new york i told myself you know what i'm gonna be back here next year and um anyway so i went back home um, you know, it was able to graduate like six months later. Um, you know, I, you know, that, that this was during the time, like I was working at Goldman. Um, anyways, and then was it, was it a year or two? It may have been like a year and a half, but anyways. Um, yeah. And then in August of 2019, I got a job at Nordstrom in New York and then I so moved cool. to New York and, uh, lived there. Um, and then things just worked out for me. I ended up living in New York long enough where I was able to qualify for in-state tuition. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so like I, so, and then, um, March of 2020, I, I moved back to Utah. And then, so my first semester was remote. Um, so I was living in Utah and doing FIT remote for the last year. And then now I'm just getting ready to go back to New York for school again. So, um, 
I, I can't even remember the, the question that you asked me. I'm just no, that was, around, yeah, but, you answered it perfectly. But, <laughs> yeah, but I think, yeah, it's just, you know, just, I, and, and, and what, and I want to go back to that statement that I said, it's like, I made the decisions. Like, I could have still been like, you know what, this is comfortable. Like, Utah is like, mm-hmm. but like, I was just like, you know what, I want to, like, I was really, I didn't really know anybody besides from Pedro, um, but it was just kind of like I. So for me, what gave me the confidence was, you know what? I left my home for two years and I lived in a foreign country, Fiji. Yeah. New York, it's not a foreign country. It, it is a foreign country, but it's, yeah, it's not very like different, it's, but yeah. But it's like still within the United States. So I was just like, you know, I think that's what gave me the confidence. Mm-hmm. Had I not gone on that, had that two year experience, I wouldn't have had the confidence to just be able to move across the world and like know any, you know, because. I think one of the great things about me is like I know what being a beginner is like and I enjoy that process. You know, you know whenever you do something for the first time, you can't expect to be amazing at it or you can't have to, you know, have all the pieces right in front of you. You just need to understand it's like, you know, we're all be- we all like we all came into this world as beginners, you know, and then we just learned. And so you have to kind of take that same mentality into like whatever you knew whatever you do you know just enjoy the process of being a beginner don't take life too seriously yeah um you know laugh at yourself like you know the good the bad and ultimately it's like where you see me now is because i've just kind of um stepped through my fears yes oh my gosh i'm so glad you brought that up because i've had this epiphany in the past couple months with how you're talking about being a beginner. Yeah. What I've realized is so with sauce, with my business, every step of the way has been a risk. It's been guessing almost like, okay, this seems to make the most sense. And I thought it's because I'm inexperienced. I don't know what I'm doing, blah, 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 but it's been fine and it's worked out and we've gotten to where we're at. And we have gotten this client in particular and the founder and her CEO are just, they're like business wizards. Like they're very high up, way more successful than I am. And what I've realized with working with them and working with other owners of, you know, businesses or clients that we have is that everyone's just, everyone's still in beginner stage sometimes. Like we're all just trying things out and seeing what works and then throwing out what the, what doesn't work. And it's mm-hmm. like this ever like going like process, right? And it's just trying things out and being okay with the fact that, oh, is my phone dying? Yeah, I'm just gonna put this in. Oh, thank you. Beautiful, thank you so much. But I think so often we look at other people and we're like, they're so good at this. They have everything figured out, blah, blah, blah. I can never do that. And it's interesting. It's like the, even these people that are so successful, when I talk with them, I'm like, we have the same mindset is just to try things out and see what works. And obviously as you try more things, you get more strategy and the, the decisions or the risks are a little more calculated, more, there's more strategy behind it. But still, you are sometimes making decisions and you're taking a shot in the dark, even when you're in these high and mighty positions. And so I think we, I love that you brought up being a beginner because we all are, we all have that face. Like, and granted, like raw talent is so awesome. Don't get me wrong. But like, I also think there's, I think that's rare. And I think it's way more admirable to work for something and like be a beginner and sucking at something for a while and then keeping at it and getting better at it and getting better at it and getting better at it and then you can become more of that expert but like 
at the same time when i say expert is anyone an expert we're always learning right yeah absolutely i think we're learning from the day we're born until the day that, that we die you know yeah. nobody has it figured out also too we all came from nothing we all start from nothing you know we all start from scratch and so like it's crazy too like you know i used to kind of think the same thing um just like you know how do they have it so figured out or whatever and you have to understand it's like it's because they, they've done the work you know what i mean yep. and so once i figured out the kind of the mm, secret um ingredient not secret ingredient but just like the secret thing i i like i said i didn't have breakfast today i can't think. but <laughs> once i figured that out i was just like you know what it's all about doing the work you know because at the end of the day there's nobody better at being you than you you know what i mean and so you just really have because if you think about it there's a million brands a million different you know photographers you know media whatever 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 you do there there's always going to be a million other people Mm -hmm. but there's only one of you you know what i mean and that's the difference you know that's the that's the special sauce you know like i think when i think of sauce agency it's like i remember one of the questions you asked like what's the special sauce like i think if i was answering that it's 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 me like because there's only one one of me and nobody knows how to be me better than me you know yes no i love that so much and i think like i just want to keep saying that over and over again until people really just let that sink in Mm. because even like when we think about competitors, mm-hmm. like you said, there are going to be a million people doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. but it's fine. Cause the thing is, is that you, there's only one of you. And even if your competitors get some of your business, I'm just going to relate this to business. Mm-hmm. If they even get your business, you're going to get the right business, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want all of the business anyway. Like I think about my clients, like I don't want every single business in the world. I want to work with the people that are fun to work with they're creative they're cool like we understand each other like i don't want to work with everyone Mm -hmm. and so if anything it's like bring on the competition like if people need help with social media i want them to be there to be a resource if i don't want to work with them does that make sense yeah no absolutely um and i think too it's just like you're a mirror of yourself and you're going to attract uh not only what you need but yeah what you need and who you are um i don't think it's just like you know in a relationship term it's like you know you should only want what wants you you know what i mean you shouldn't be chasing something that doesn't want you because ultimately that means it wasn't meant to be yeah. and there's something better for the both of you you know and so i think really just i think that's that's a beautiful perspective that you have it's just like you know what if you know like i'm not go- really gonna go out and seek for certain things i'm gonna see what i attract and what comes to me yeah and i think that also just takes so much pressure off of everything, right? Like I feel like so often we'll see competitors and we're a little jealous or it makes us nervous. Like they're going to take whatever away from us. And that's like such a a calming thought is that like whatever's meant for me won't miss me. Yeah. And that that goes for everyone. And I know that's like so much easier said than done. Like, For me, I'm still working on that, but I feel like I'm in a good place, but I'm 27 years old and it took this long, right? And some people figure that out earlier and some later, but I just, it's such a, like a relief sometimes. Yeah. And also too, sometimes you have to take the L respectfully. Like you just, because sometimes you just like might not be ready for that opportunity to come. And it's, you know, it kind of is like a experience where you can see, okay, like, this is what I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, too, it's just like, I think ultimately, kind of like with the alchemist, like he goes on his journey and he comes back. 
like the treasure was more in the experience and the achievements you know what i mean and also to how he felt within himself because he ended up just moving back home and just like dang everything i needed was here i just needed to go have that experience you know yeah. type thing i mean there's a million lessons that book teaches you it's like and i'm always coming back to it and i live by that book and i love it so much uh but yeah at the end of the day it's just like you know you, you, you know wins or losses like losses can be great you know i so over the um i think i learned a lot about losses this like past like march april may so i i was coaching soccer i coached uh, oh, a group no of yeah, uh, I coached at um, a charter school up in, where was it, uh, Bluffdale. Oh, cool, okay. So it was just like a group of uh, uh, girls from 6th to ninth grade. And I coached them, and they were really good. And, like, we were like, a, we were like a solid team. I think we started out really hot. And, like, I remember when we had our first loss and we had our second loss. And I was like, yo, like, you know, we're not doing so hot. But I, I think – um, you know, we were able to bounce back from, you know, from some of those. But I think ultimately I learned like losing is also part of the journey and it can also be great learning experiences because I think for me it showed me it was like, all right, like it's really humbling for me because it showed me it was like, all right, you know, you like this, these are some things that you need to work on as a coach and like, you know, m- you know, make improvements here to your strategy, to your, um, you know, to kind of where you place your players, whatever. And also too, it's like, um, it was it was it was really different because like I've never worked with that demographic before like like of like just like like sixth to ninth grade girls you know yeah um, so it was also just understanding how they think totally um, and I think for me ultimately that experience like you know even with those losses whatever but it really helped it really introduced me to like a new demographic and to like you know when i have kids and like mm-hmm. you know i can now better understand them and like because I, I want like ultimately i want my kids to play sports but it's crazy too like when you know when the kids are that young it's like sometimes you don't even have to teach skill you have to teach motivation yeah it's like you know they have the skill but like sometimes it's like do they want to be there or is mom just making them be there but anyways kind of went on like you know a little tangent but yeah i think um I, we we went on tangent. I can't remember. No, I at, love that. Well, I actually wanted to mention when you're talking about the the soccer games. Yeah, is I like that example because I think when we look at like our you know failures, our wins and our losses, right? Yeah. And we see what happened during those experiences or those games. Yeah. And I like the game example because it takes the emotion out of it. Instead of mm. like, I feel like when we fail in life, it can be such a hit on our ego. Yeah that we don't even want to address what we did wrong. Mm. And I feel like we miss so many opportunities to learn because our ego is saying, no, I was right. I'm okay. Like it's their fault that this happened or it was this, like it was out of my control and trying to blame it on other things instead of looking objectively at the situations and being like, okay, this, I won here. This is what I did here. And then looking at this other situation or this game and being like, we lost. Why did we lose? Yeah. And I know it's way easier said than done, but like figuring out how to take the emotion out of it, whether it's, you know, the way you verbalize it to yourself or whatever, yeah. that's where you're going to get the most learning. And I think that's something I needed to tell myself because I think I still get emotional in certain situations and it's hard to see past that. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I kind of, so I mean, I know plenty of people who do like stock, like like not like Robin Hood or like whatever mm-hmm. investments and like I think even I used to do that but like it's kind of like some days you can like really be doing well like you're the, you know the market's really 
doing great and you know your bitcoin whatever you have invested is doing well other days it's like it's not doing too well and it's really easy especially if you're in that that type of realm to ride ride the highs and lows but and 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 really like de detach yourself emotionally to what's going on and understand it's like you know that's just a part of the story you know what i mean because it's like it's not the end it's just it's just a part of the story you know like you know, you, you could be down a couple hundred dollars, but the next day you could be up a, th- a couple thousand dollars, you know? So you just need to understand, it's like whatever happens, it's like, you know, it's neither good or bad, you know? And I and I feel like that's kind of the philosophy I've taken on on life. It's like, you know, I don't really, I think there's nothing, there's nothing that is really defined as bad or good that happens to us in life. It's just the mental connection that we make with that experience that, that and, and, and then we in turn interpret as bad or good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because it's like things just are. I love that. It's it's the psyche. It's us that determines how how we perceive those things, you know. Um, and so I think I think just kind of having that. Also, too, it's just like I used to be a very controlling person, and like I used to like kind of map out my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to think life would be everything you you know you want, and it's not. You know. Um, and so like, I think for me, part of my growing, um, journey was just learning how to just accept things for what they are. And like, you know, it's neither good or bad. It's just, that's just how it is. And Hey, just keep moving on because that's just, that's just a part of the story. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like too, it's like being a planner like that, like, I used to be that way as well. And what I realized is once I finally let go, it's like it unfolds in a way that's way better than what yes, I was planning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause I yes. think that's like, cause sometimes it can feel like daunting, like, Oh, I'm out of control. But at the same time, like if you let go and you, you experience it for yourself and you realize like the right things get put in front of you, yeah. even though you wouldn't think that's the right thing. It's yeah. just, it makes it way more exciting. And like, I just, I'm grateful for that because I think it's such a good lesson too for those that are like super controlling and super like wanting, like they're big planners, they're very organized, which is awesome. It's a great attribute, but sometimes I feel like we, we lose sight of what's important and it's almost like the universe like throws what's important back in our face, whether we like it or not. Do you want to know something crazy? So like originally I was planning to just stay here um and just do school remotely yeah and then i think a couple months ago i i got this letter um not letter but i got um it was an email from my school and i was selected um as part of a group of students um to apply for this scholarship and for and the scholarship was for a very prestigious um fashion house and i felt very good about my chances of getting it because uh, because of all like the credentials that you had to meet and you know and it just sounded so perfect I'm like wow like this was meant for me you know and that same week I also got um, a um, like interview request from Apple um, and so I was just like you know like I'll you know I'll do both kind of see what goes on I really felt confident about you know landing this so what that internship would have entailed they would have covered my schooling and also i would have been able to intern with that prestigious fashion house yeah so i was just like man this is like you know this like it just seemed right yeah uh anyways i think now you know a month or two later um you know i'm going 
to move back to, to New York to end up at Apple. And like Apple's a job that I've wanted to have for a very long time. But it almost doesn't make sense because it's like, you know, I go to a fashion school and like I could tell like the universe brought those two things to me because uh-huh. I was not interested. I was just like, you know, what like my little brother, he's going to be a senior this year. And so I in was high just school? in high school. Cool. Yeah. So I was going to watch him um, just just go to his games. Um, um, he plays football. He's on the football team. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, he's on a really good team and he's also, you know, extremely talented. So I was just super excited to go, you know, watch him play. And so I was just planning on, you know, kind of doing the same thing, just, you know, doing as much online school as I could and then moving back to New York in December. But those two opportunities presented themselves and it was kind of like I could feel like the universe was like shifting me to towards to like not think of Utah, but to think of New York, you know, like. And so like there's definitely like a a reason that I'm supposed to be there, even though it's it's a position that like I feel like for me, it would have made more sense like for me and like like i said i am not as wise as the universe um god um it would have made more sense to like you know have that internship and you know you know go you know go you know go on that path but it's so interesting because it's taken me a completely different path yeah and i remember too like i was just like you know i you know i I said a religious prayer and i was like okay i know you brought these two things to me I've done my part and like now I'm completely out of control. Now you just lead me to where I'm supposed to end up. I don't know where I'm going to end up in part of this journey, but I do know that it's going to be great. Um, I remember when I was in um, like, I I didn't used to believe in what's it, numerology, numerology. Oh yeah, totally. But I remember when I was in Mexico, I had an experience in the last, I keep seeing the number one, two, three, four. No way. And I kept seeing that number. And it and during that number, it talks about, like, having, like, different, like, leadership opportunities. Um, and also, to like, if you're on this number, it just means you're on the right path. So I was, uh, I was in Mexico. This was, like, before I got the job at Apple. I was in Mexico, and I was just, like, kind of chilling. And I see this black truck, and I look over at the truck, and, like, on, on the gas tank, it has the, the Apple logo. And and I'm just like and I think like I was just like kind of like uh, I didn't realize because like in the alchemist it talks about omens, you know, like, you know, the, the universe will bring you omens of where you're, you know, where you're going. Yeah. And so I saw that and I didn't think too much of it. And then I'm just reading because this was right after I saw one, two, three, four. And I'm reading one, two, three, four. And then like I read something. I'm like, wait, that was an omen. And I look over and the truck's gone. And so it's so interesting because then I also ask myself, it's like the universe is always leading us and guiding us. But how many times do we see something that the universe is telling us and we don't realize that? Like I, the yes. only reason I it was brought up back up to my attention because I was reading something that was very spiritual, like, you know. Um, and also for me, it also taught me a different way that, like the way I understood God, it wasn't like I didn't know that He spoke. He He could communicate through numbers, you know. Yeah. I, I you know just because like with with my faith, it's like that's not really something that's taught. But, and that's the thing, maybe somebody else in my faith may, may not receive revelation by that, but I think God is a, he's not a prejudiced God. You know, he communicates mm-hmm. through, through all of his children and, in, and through different means. Um, and so, like, it, one, it taught me a lot about God and strengthened my relationship with him, but also it taught me that, like, that opportunity was from him. And he knows, with all of his wisdom, all, what's going to make me happier and what's going to be a better path than I do. Even if, even if the better path, like, obviously, like, you know, if I could choose, you know, you already know what I would have chosen, but he's just kind of saying, don't worry, I got you and just trust me. And that's what you have to do sometimes just trust, even though it doesn't make 
logical sense. We just kind of have to step through that fear and trust in the higher power. I like can't believe you brought that up because I've had such a similar experience. <laughs> and I couldn't agree more. I, it, I'm i like baffled because I, I feel like I just had this conversation with my parents actually. Wow. And I was not really like a believer in numerology either. Yeah. And... I remember I was, it was around this time last year and I was thinking about doing like a, a course, like an online course, Yeah. but I like didn't have a lot of money, uh, a lot of money at the time and it was kind of expensive and I'm like, I don't want to be reckless with my money. What was the online course for, sir? It was for, um, a, it was like an abundant, it's called abundance binge. It's by uh, my friend, Amy, I guess my Instagram friend, Amy put it out. Okay, cool. And for some reason I was super drawn to it. I hadn't done a lot of those before. And I decided, I'm like, I'm going to ask for sign. Like, I want to see like numbers because she talks about numbers a lot Mm -hmm. on her podcast. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and see if this works. And so I'm like, if I'm meant to do this, I want to just see multiples of numbers. Mm. Just like, I didn't care which one, whatever. And I like kind of put that out into the universe. And the next day, me and Eli were going through the Starbucks drive through and we pull up and they read off our total and mm. I'm like wait what did she say and he's like eight is 888 I'm like what that's mm. so weird and so from then on I was seeing multiple numbers everywhere mm. it was so weird so I ended up getting your course and I'm so glad I did it was it taught me so much about the mindset around money and like I had mentioned I didn't have a lot of money at that time and like the buying that course felt like you know a stretch for me and now I look back I'm like that's taught me it's been such a foundation mm. then it was, I kind of just, you know, stopped seeing those numbers. And then around springtime, um, I was about to launch like my first digital product mm. and I just started seeing 22 and 44 everywhere. Like it was like almost like, like funny, like mm. w- how often I'd see them, where I'd see it. I was even, I went out to LA to visit a friend and we had gotten coffees and on the coffee cups, they had like numbered the lids. Mm. And so I thought maybe it was like the same batch. I looked down, it's a 44. And I had just been telling her about how I was seeing 44 everywhere. That's crazy. And so I see 44, I'm like, what does your cup say? And it was like 52. Like it was just mm. screaming at me. And what I thought though, I thought it was gonna be my digital product. I'm like, cause I looked up what these numbers meant and what 44 means is um, like financial, like abundance is coming your way. Mm. And so I'm like, sweet, it's this digital product. Like I know that's what it is. Like. It was my first scalable like offer that I've really had. And like, I was so excited. I was launching in a few weeks. And in reality, I mean, that product, the product did well. Yeah. It did, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I think, you know, it did as well as I could have ever hoped for. But really where that financial abundance was, was I had gotten my biggest client of all time that mm. was starting two weeks after that. Mm. And I had actually gotten confirmation when I was in LA. They had signed their contract to start in April. And I was super excited, but I didn't think of them as being, it wasn't a sign for them, right? I thought it was a sign about my digital product. Mm. So I had like, it was almost like being like, oh, I think I know what's going on, but mm. the universe knew better. And yes. it was like, no, like I'm prepping you for something really exciting, but mm. it's totally not what you think it is. Yes. Right? Yeah. No, the, the universe is the greatest gift giver. You know, you will get a gift, open it, and it'll be like, wow, I didn't even know like, that I needed that, but thank you. You know, Um, and it's cool, too, because, you know, from just our conversation and just us meeting up, I think, you know, 
the universe was obviously i mean I, I think everything here was inspired i don't think anything here is by chance but you know i don't know if there's somebody out there that you know is going to listen and, and 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 really gain something that they needed yeah. to hear from this but no i think um no it's just it's just beautiful when we take a step back and we see that there's an orchestrator behind all this yeah you know and we're just all part of the part of the play and like you know whether you know we kind of just go about our day-to-day lives not really understanding or like noticing but like the truth is in the small details you know like a lot of the times like a lot of the things that we need they go unnoticed but i think for me personally and you know how i understand you know the higher power it's like through like prayer and and, you know meditation and just even like thinking about you know him you know that's kind of what opens our mind up and 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 makes us makes us receptive of receiving those things too but um no i think yeah no i it's just it's just beautiful it's just beautiful i mean Yeah, it's just beautiful. <laughs> well, and I, I think even going off what you're saying, because I totally agree, and I feel like the universe, or whatever you want to call the higher yeah, power, yeah. whether you're comfortable with the universe, God, for some reason I say universe, because God feels like so intense. Yeah. But I do believe it is one being yes. in combination with like my ancestors. Yes, and, absolutely. But it's for beautiful. me, it's like the universe is how I I label it, but when like they will speak to you it will speak to you however you need to hear it or Mm. however you prefer so like how you know we're talking about this number thing they knew that's what's going to catch our attention where Mm. maybe someone like my parents who are really conventional they're like oh no i'm not gonna look at that Mm. they're gonna be spoken to in a different way like like no matter what way you need to get this information they're gonna get it to you in the most personalized way that's crazy i didn't even think of that and I mean, I think maybe like I touched on that a little bit, but I didn't like really think of what I was saying until you said it, because it's like, I think kind of from, you know, going on to the beginning of the podcast, like, I feel like, you know, both of us, like, you know, we grew up in similar religions, but however, we, we have different thought process. You know, I don't, I feel like most people within that realm are very conservative where we're a lot more free thinking and open-minded. Um, and so we're able to receive uh, spiritual converse, uh, confirmation um, or light on our journey through through different means that we're open to, yep. you know. And so and I think that's that also shows, you know, like I remember um, part of like when, you know, when you're talking earlier about um, your whole experience with, you know, seeing those uh, multiple numbers. Um, I think we also need to understand, like, you know, the universe wants us to win more than we want to win. And so, and so, you know, like whatever happens, you have to understand that's for your good. Yeah. You know, even if it doesn't make sense, like, and that's, and that's something that I've had to learn. It's like, I am so, I am very, I am a nothing, you know, I am so insignificant to this higher power. And so sometimes God's wisdom appears as man's foolishness. You know what I mean? And so you just really have to understand that, you know, you know, he, the universe will like i guess it whatever allah whatever you want to call him he is for you he loves you he's with you every step of the way and he knows what you need a lot better than you do yes oh my gosh yes i love that and i think too like going off of that it's like this higher power is is so aware of your needs and sometimes i think that's when we lose sight of that that's when we get really lost absolutely 
And I feel like too, like figuring out how to communicate that too. Like, so we grew up in a, the same religion yeah. and something that I found to be a pattern. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on this podcast, but I noticed a pattern with how people communicate their needs or how people pray. They call it prayer yeah. or some people call it law of attraction. No. They call it manifesting, like manifesting. Some people call it meditation. Mm-hmm. Some people call it journaling. And it's literally communicating what you're grateful for and what you're wanting to call in mm. or what you need guidance on. And I always remember feeling, you know, as I was, I grew up in, in this, the church, I, and I actually have no hard feelings with the church. I just kind of found my own way of doing things. And it it was never this hard break for me. It was more of like, I've always known that everyone needs to do things in their own way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, it was like praying, even like the structure of how we were taught to pray. It was like, dear Heavenly Father, say what you're thankful for. And using the terminology of I thank thee or I, you know, I ask thee or please bless. Like for some reason that just didn't feel right to me. And like when I'm communicating, like I want to speak to this higher power as if they're my friend or if they're actually like if I was talking to my dad. Right. And so I talked to him to him in my own slang being like, Hey, thank you so much for all of this. And the way that I communicate it and it still works. And I noticed that amongst like so many religions, they have a similar, similar format where it's essentially saying, you know, state what you're thankful for and then state what you're calling in. Mm. And I think that the higher power knows you and it goes into getting these signals is that it will communicate with you the way that you need to communicate, like you want to communicate with it. Mm. And so it's so personal. And so like, and I think that kind of, it takes a lot of pressure off, right? Where we feel like we need to be perfect in all things. It's like, no, like what's the way that you need to hear the message and how you need to communicate the message. Like it all works. Yeah. I don't know. No, you're absolutely right. I think, you know, like you know, we could call it, I'll call him God right now. Uh, he's a very personable God. You know, he um, is, you know, he's your father in heaven. You know, he, you know, he understands your needs and, and he knows what's, you know, you know, what's best for you. And, and, and like I said, everybody understands that higher power in a different way. And, and the thing is the higher power, like I said, it's not prejudiced, you know, it's going to communicate to each person in a way that they can they can receive that so yeah i i'm I'm, i think i know we're not supposed to be proud or you know and and for whatever it's like you know who who cares if i say i'm proud of you but i'm really proud that of you for being able to um you know do what made you happy because there's so many people who just fall within that mold and they're actually never really happy and they're just like oh like it's okay because it's like I'm doing something my religion or whatever told me to do, but they but they never really feel happy. You know, I think at the end of the day, the higher power just wants you to find your happiness. You know, of course, you know they want you to, you know, you know they know what's gonna make you happy, but they also want you to figure that out by yourself. Yes. Um, and so and so and you know and, you know and have your own little beautiful journey because at the end of the day, we only we only get to have this experience once, mm-hmm. and that's and the, and that's such a crazy thing to think of is like we. We are only get to do this once, you know, and then after that, it's like whatever is next. But we don't, you know, you know, whatever you may believe in that. But it's it's just and and I think that's kind of, you know, answering your question, like, do you have advice for anybody who wants to go out and, you know, know, who wants to break out of that mold? It's just like, hey, you only live once, Mm -hmm. you know. And so it's just like, do you want to live a life of regret 
or do you want to li- live a life of going out and finding and doing whatever your heart told you to do and coming back home satisfied uh, like Santiago at the end of The Alchemist so yeah I love that well I also I agree I'm so proud of you as well I mean that's something that I've always admired about you is you've always done your own thing and you've always been yourself like so true to yourself and that's and I feel like I've gotten my best advice from you like you're just such a like wealth of knowledge and it's also too like you're so you know yourself so well that it's it allows other people to be themselves too and like feel comfortable in their own skin and I think that's a goal that I have and I see that in you and you've always been that way and so I think you know even with us growing up in this area and there's a certain religion it's like you still have been your own person and you're allowed to believe whatever you want to believe right and you are very devoted to the religion and you make it your own still and you're still your person your own person without having to fit that mold that we think of with that religion if that makes sense so i see that a lot in you and i just i'm so grateful for this conversation i think beautiful yeah this was so well timed and i just i i it went way more spiritual than i thought but i think that's so good i'm so grateful for that and i think there is something to be said about you know i mean this this podcast is all about small business social media marketing and manifestation and mindset and spirituality really falls in that last category absolutely yeah and really understanding ourselves and our intuition and being able to have these conversations and no matter what like your religion or your spirituality looks like it's all valid Mm -hmm. and like really tapping into that whatever that means to you Mm -hmm. is so beneficial not only just for your career but your overall life it's chasing that happiness instead Mm -hmm. of what you're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. or what you think you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah so well, thank you so much for this. Yeah, um, thank you for having me. I, I this was this is the first time I've done anything like this, so um, it was a cool experience, and I'm glad it was with you. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, no, I'm so grateful that like you came and you've opened up. Like I've learned so much, and there's to be honest, like there's so much going on in my life, mm-hmm. and like this is the exact message that I needed. And it's like going back to what we we're saying. It's like the universe gives you the information you need right when you need it no matter what that looks like for you Mm -hmm. and so um i have two more questions but i almost like feel like it (laughs) i don't want to like kill the vibe because it's so good but um i first question this is what i ask everyone is what has been i guess i'm going to say advice instead of business advice what has been the best advice you've ever gotten and why and it could be your current best advice oh wow that's that's crazy that's a crazy crazy (laughs) question uh the best advice that i've ever gotten and why um i mean i've i've received so much good knowledge from just good people and just good books and podcasts so on um but i think really like you know if i could leave you know, whoever's listening or watching, whatever the case may be with one thing, it's just, we already talked about is just, just do what makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, there's nothing that's more precious than your happiness. You know, I think, I think us as, as, um, as human beings, you know, we, we come on this earth and, you know, whether we're socially conditioned or whatever the case might be, we're all on, on the pursuit of happiness, you know, not to sound cliche, but we're all trying to chase our happiness and, 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 you know, and do what makes us happy. And, and at the end of the day, that's the best advice that I could give, that I could give anybody. Um, also too, I will touch on this is that your ideas should outlive you. 
Um, I think for me as, you know, as an individual, like I understand I just have a short period of time on this world and I want my ideas, I, you know, to out, to outlive me. I want to kind of like generational wealth. I want to pass it down to the next generation. Yeah. Um, and I think that ties in with why I'm so, you know, like I was telling you before a podcast, like I was in LA last week and then the, the couple of weeks ago I was in Mexico uh, I was trying to get go back to uh, to the Congo. Um, like I, I just love traveling because it's a spiritual experience for me, and that's helped me grow and also f- f- familiarize myself with the people of the world. Um, I'm, I'm constantly trying to seek new landscapes and and just really uh, because I don't know. I feel like I have a message uh, that you know that I want passed down throughout the generations. Um, so um, and also too in business too, like. You know, for me in a business aspect, it's like if I ever, you know, if I ever create anything in a business, like I want that to outlive me. I don't, I don't, that's why I don't really like, if you're talking about fashion, like I don't shop at H&M or Zara because those things, they don't outlive. They only outlive the season. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just very seasonal. And, and I'm not hating on it or whatever. You can you know. hate on it. It's fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Fashion. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, I like things, I like things with longevity. I like things that last. Um, you know, I like things, you know, with purpose, things that tell a story. Uh, because ultimately, I feel like humans as humans, we're all just the greatest storytellers, you know, whether it be through art, fashion, whatever, um, you know, that's kind of been Im- embedded. And that's how we that's how we live. That's how our, our ancestors live vicariously through us. You know, it's like through those stories that, uh, that are told. Wow. I love that so much. And I think that's such an important message, too, is like, how do we like live on once we're gone? Right. Like what yeah. impact are we making? And that can be in so many different ways. And it's also, you know, we're healing, like you said, like almost ancestral like traumas too, yes. right? Oh, absolutely. That's something that's that- That's beautiful. I, yeah, it's, it's facts though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like there's so many things we in, we inherit. It's in our genetics. Like you, have you ever heard of how like, if you're scared of spiders, like someone in your, like one of your ancestors may have had, like they were killed by a spider or had a really that's bad crazy. like interaction. and. I think the same goes for, you know, even desires, dreams, or um, anything like that. And so when we can break that chain and heal that for ourselves, we're healing generations too. So, um, but thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's so good. You have like such a wealth of knowledge. It's just amazing. Um, Before I get to the last question, I actually had another question. I want to hear about like where you see your career going do you have an idea are you letting the wind take you where it goes like no obviously like in a way i don't know i don't believe in seeing where the wind takes you because i feel like you know you you have to have like obviously like you know we were just talking about the universe and how that leads you and you just kind of can't have too much control sometimes but for me i think i always try to put myself in the best positions to succeed and by that, it was like, you know, I knew that I liked fashion, so I went to a fashion school, and, like, I'm learning and I'm growing, and through those connections and, you know, through those teachers and what I learn, I will be able to kind of develop um, an idea of, of, of where I ultimately want to end up. Uh, but as but as for now, I'm a student, and even when, once I get to my career, I'll be a student. You know, I, I, I enjoy playing both the roles of student and teacher, in, like, throughout my life. You know, I'm, you know, I love sharing my knowledge, but I also love learning from others. Um, but yeah, I think, 
um, right now I'm just going to school so I'll have my I'll be done with my bachelor's by the summer oh awesome. I'll have my bachelor's in fashion business management and then um, I'm going to go to Rutgers University they have a master's in a fashion business management um, so I want to do that it's like a one-year program and it's like 30 credits but um, I don't think I don't think education is necessarily needed in my um, like in, in my industry but I think ultimately it's like you know when you die or you pass on it's like you know you leave everything that you have behind the only thing you take back with you is this you know what I'm saying yeah. so like while I'm out here why, why why not get as much education as I possibly can I love that mindset I think that's awesome it's almost like 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 you mentioned at the beginning of that was like you know you don't want to just let the wind blow you wherever yeah. it's almost like it sounds cheesy but like shoot for the moon and you'll hit the stars at least yeah. and so and I feel like that happens with a lot of our goals it's just like we shoot like aim high and you're gonna still land in a really good spot yeah absolutely so really cool I'm really excited where I, to see where you end up because I know it's gonna be major you're so naturally talented already but you also have the work ethic to back that and I just I'm so stoked to see where you end up. I always felt like you're like truly meant to be this like famous, amazing, well-known person. You just have so much, like so much talent and you have so much wisdom, like I said, so. So kind, thank you. Of course. Um, Okay, last question, a little less serious. I asked this to everyone, but if you could only have one sauce for the rest of your life, what would you choose and why? I think I mentioned that earlier. It's like about me being the sauce, but I guess you're talking about actual like sauce like yes. a sauce like a ranch i am a foodie but like i will admit that like when it comes to like knowing my foods or whatever like i have no idea like i don't even know how to say what's like routine routine like the little noodles oh i don't know how to say that either yeah like <laughs> i don't know like i've had some like very like good sauces i think uh, for like the sake of this i'd probably just go as simple as ranch because i feel like i add ranch like ranch just makes everything like like at least 50% better. Totally. Um, so I would just definitely go with ranch. You can't ever go wrong with that. Like if I go Chick-fil-A, I'm going to, you know, definitely get some ranch if I, you know, like I Not think, Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah, I'll get it. I, I mix it up. Like I'll get like the Chick-fil-A sauce, ranch, um, oh, frick. oh the sweet and sour. What's the, what's Is the it pink Polynesian? Po- Polynesian. Yeah. That, that's fire. That's really fire right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really like, I, we'll go, we'll make this one simple and we'll just say ranch. Ranch is a good choice. It's the perfect it's choice. It's a classic, can't go wrong, goes with so much, very versatile. Like I said, again, it's the perfect choice. It is. Well, thank you so much again for coming. This conversation was so good. Not only do I think it was awesome for us, but I think for those listening, there's so much value in what we just talked about and i'm really so excited to share this episode so thank you again of course the honor was mine thank you for having me yeah um so for those that are wanting to follow along with your your school your fashion your time in new york where can they find you uh like physically find me or like, or like online sorry online. <laughs> like on instagram or tiktok or whatever you're I, on. I do not do tiktok or like i mean i have instagram just martinelli poppy on instagram uh but yeah like i don't i don't know i'm actually like i mean now we're going a little bit over but i used to be very like a social person but now like i really have like a small circle of people that i hang out with and just kind of navigate with 
uh, and even my close friends it's interesting because like they've kind of like gone one way and like I've gone a different way and like not in a bad like there's no bad blood with that but it's just like kind of like yo I'm 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 on my own journey you know yeah um but yeah I mean yeah if you want to find me that's that's my Instagram um but yeah I'm I'm around <laughs> I love it well I'll tag it too in the show notes but thank you again for joining me this was incredible and we'll talk again soon I love that conversation. I hope you guys got something out of it. I got so much out of it. So selfishly, I'm so stoked on it. But this podcast honestly gave me like the the recharge for this podcast that I needed. I've been kind of, I feel like I've been flailing a little bit when it comes to this podcast. And I feel like, you know, that's natural. You know, it comes in waves of inspiration, right? And I just feel like this is why I podcast. This is why I have this this little platform because having conversations like this that not only I get a benefit from but those listening can also benefit from it's just that's what this is all about so um per usual if I don't say this Marin's gonna kill me if <laughs> if you haven't already please go rate review and subscribe to this podcast share it with a friend this really is a space for anyone that's career driven if you're a business owner entrepreneur marketer anything like that this podcast has seriously this is for you um but yeah and if you guys want us to cover anything on the podcast shoot us dm and we'll get on it anyway i hope you guys have an amazing weekend and we'll talk again next week